0: to Kinky Facts with Dahlia Rose. You may know me from TikTok or Instagram, where I've posted shorter video versions of my kinky facts. But, if you're just stumbling across me, welcome! I refer to myself as a spicy historian, even though my facts include historical, scientific, and data-driven facts that I consider kinky, naughty, or just downright dirty. This podcast does contain adult content and it is not suitable for minors. And it's definitely not safe for work. Listener discretion is advised. Let's get started with this episode of Kinky Facts you may not have known. So welcome to this week's episode of Kinky Facts with Dahlia Rose. I have a very special guest with me this week, my bestie from across the pond, Miss Lou. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Good. good. I'm very excited. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) I like having guests. Oh, thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. (laughs) So this week um I posted on my Instagram some options and you said you wanted to learn about the Wild West. Mhm. So being from the UK, what do you know about the Wild West?
1: What they've taught us in school. The what is it? The gold rush and all of that sort of thing, not the uh, things I'm about to learn, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Okay. Well I, I wasn't even aware that they taught you guys that in school. Vaguely. So... They
1: don't they don't do a lot. Um and then it's just up to you I guess to
0: find right. out. Well, let's dive in. Yay. So the mention of the Wild West evokes images of outlaws, lawmen, train robbers, prostitutes, drinking and gambling. At least that's what we see in movies and Really, when we learn about it in school here in America, that's what we learn it's about. Um, So legendary figures such as Annie Oakley, Wild Bill Hickok, Jesse James, Calamity Jane, the Earp Brothers, and Doc Holliday are synonymous with the era. Throughout the mid to late 1800s, people decided to go west in search of their fortune, either through the gold rush, business ventures, or robbery. Of robbery. Good <laughs> <A bit of laughs> robbery. We'll, we'll go with that option. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it works. Yep. So the Wild West seems like a bigger than life era. However, the duration of the Wild West was only about 20 to 30 years. Really? Yeah. So it was from approximately 1865 to 1895. Um, maybe later, maybe earlier historians differ on the exact timeline, but generally it's agreed that the era took place at the end of the Civil War in April 1865, in the beginning of the 20th century.
1: I always thought it was a lot longer. Yeah, I did too. I always thought it was a lot
0: longer. So the allure of the expansion to the West drew people from all walks of life who wanted to make their fortunes, explore, or just start fresh. Uh, As people made their way to the western United States, many towns were established that are still around today. Towns such as Amarillo, Texas, Tombstone, Arizona, Virginia City, Nevada, Silverton, Colorado, and Deadwood, South Dakota. And they sprung up due to either mining in the area or the railroad expansion west. I love those little towns. Growing up in Colorado, we would go to Silverton and um, oh, Central City, all those towns that um, were just established through mining Leadville, mm. that kind of stuff. Do they still look the same?
1: Or have they been modernized a heck of a lot, I guess?
0: They've mostly been abandoned. Really? Um, The the mines have. The towns, um, they've been modernized. Like, Silverton is the really popular, like, ski resort destination. Um, Central City is a gambling town. So you go up there and you can gamble in casinos and... um, I used to go up there quite a lot with my mom and grandma and sister when I lived there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a nice little getaway. Just get up there and gamble a little bit. Yeah, have some fun. Yeah. It's a generally known fact that the West was wild because it was a lawless land full of outlaws, gamblers, thieves, and prostitution. Fun people. Fun people. (laughs) Yeah, all the people I want to hang out with. My kind of people. They have the best kind of stories.
1: Yeah. no good story started with I was
0: eating a salad <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> very true so that's <laughs> at least what we we see portrayed in any western film you know with the outlaws and the sheriff and the shootouts at high noon on main mm-hmm. street um, but those didn't necessarily happen as often as they're portrayed in movies oh. that's a shame How dare they?
1: That sounds like a fun day. I know.
0: You know, we got to get the town together. I know.
1: (laughs) We (laughs) got to eat breakfast. Why does it? Why in the Wild West does it sound so much more exciting than anywhere
0: else? I don't know. Maybe it's just the uh, allure of it. Maybe, maybe. Right. So let's touch on these points, starting with the number one most intriguing one of sex. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) In all honesty, the Western expansion most likely wouldn't have been as successful as it was if it hadn't been for the world's oldest profession. Brothels popped up in almost every city, especially where railroads and mining operations were being conducted. So when most people tend to think of these brothels or prostitutes, they tend to think that it was women who were forced into that lifestyle because they couldn't make ends meet by working in other professions. While that might be true for some women throughout history, the brothels of the American West were actually quite the opposite. Oh. Yeah. So most of the brothels were established and ran by women. It was Go power. an opportunity. Go power. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was an opportunity for women to take control of their own lives and run their own businesses. A lot of these women were seen as respectable business owners, so they weren't shamed or shunned because they were prostitutes or brothel owners. How strange, because in a lot of
1: other areas of the world, even, it's always looked down upon and shunned and shamed, isn't it? It is. What and made I them? Felt- what made them so different then
0: i don't know maybe it was because you know when you have men out somewhere and they need women true why not
1: <laughs> i guess so
0: <laughs> one of the most successful madams of the time was a woman named maddie silks now remembering that this was a different time maddie became a prostitute at a young age and quite impressively she became a madam at the age of 19 19 19 <gasps> what day how, what age did she start i mean to become a madam at the age of 19 it had to pr- yeah it probably had to be pretty young wow so she has she was seen as a legitimate business who is said to have been a marketing whiz It's reported that she would hold parades in my hometown of Denver, Colorado where she would show off the women she employed to get men to come and see them. And this actually worked in her brothel. The Market Street brothel was the most popular in Denver. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's... Could you imagine? It's
1: like a... parade of young women and... It works. It worked.
0: It, worked. <laughs> it was like ancient tender. You just see him walk by, and you're like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. So it worked. Not only was Maddie a badass businesswoman, but she was just a plain old badass herself. What other woman in history has been linked to a topless duel? No. Yes. <laughs> a topless duel. A topless duel. <laughs> and to top it all off, it was a duel over a man. I Why actually, topless? I, I don't know, but I didn't know this story. So when I researched it, it surprised me that this even happened in Denver. Because being from Denver, I don't think of it as the Wild West. Because it just, you know, Denver is this modernized city, there's all these modern conveniences, there's no real link or history that you can actually see in Denver that would take you back to that time period. It's not like towns like um, Tombstone where they still have like the um, dirt streets and the the wooden boardwalks and street fronts and everything. It's just very <gasps> modernized. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's always the quiet. It's always the ones you least expect.
0: Exactly. Always the one. (laughs) So, anyway, the folklore says that Maddie was a participant in the duel with a rival business owner, Kate Fulton. The duel was said to be mostly over business, but it was also over Maddie's lover, Court Thompson. That sounds like a powerful name. Yeah, doesn't it? So when the two faced each other to duel, it's rumored that they were both topless. (laughs) Both women missed their intended target, but Court Thompson was hit by Maddie's bullets. Woo! (laughs) I know, go Maddie! (laughs) So now, is this a, a true story? It could be looking at the time dueling was a popular practice. Um, however, with Maddie being a marketing whiz that she was, it wouldn't surprise me if this was all a publicity stunt.
1: Very possible. Yeah.
0: After all, I don't know of any other women in history that have supposedly duelled topless. So. <laughs> no. You don't hear of
1: many female duels anyway, do you? It's mainly the men that do it.
0: Yeah, mainly. Yeah.
1: So. I mean. It's a, it's I, a I, way I, to get customers, I suppose. Yeah, I but can see working if- I can see what you mean there. I mean, if she was a madam in that era, she knew how to handle herself and to fire a gun. Right. And at her So maybe it was all just about shooting him.
0: Maybe (laughs) it was. was. (laughs) Maybe it was. You know, women are crafty. Oh, yes. And I admire these women for their gumption to make businesses into what was essentially, at that time, a man's world. When I think of the Wild West, I can't help but also think about STDs or STIs. So I think it's a logical step to take because hygiene wasn't up to the standards that it is today, and protection was referring to the six-shooter on your hip, not the condom you've had in your wallet since middle school. (laughs) It's true. Yep. So at that time, it was estimated between 50 to 90% of prostitutes were said to have been infected with an STD such as gonorrhea or syphilis, with an approximate 65 to 80% of men contracting those STDs from said ladies. Wow. It's, it's surprising, yeah. but not surprising. Right. Right. And with Manifest Destiny on everyone's mind, hygiene was probably not the highest concern in the Old West. So the trip out west for most people was dangerous in itself. Um, Here in America, I don't know if you guys have it over there, but we have a game called Oregon Trail that we usually play in elementary school or uh, middle school. Where it's this computer simulation where you can take... A party out on the Oregon Trail and it puts you through like all these different scenarios of what might have happened on the trail and no we don't that it's very it's a very nostalgic game for me <laughs> sounds fun yeah and I'm not too far from the Oregon Trail either so a lot of the things that we saw in the computer simulation growing up I actually can just drive there within like a few minutes which is kind of cool that is very cool yeah that is very it's- cool So usually in the Oregon Trail game, you had your entire party, and usually your entire party died of dysentery or starvation. That was just how it was in the computer game. However, that was just a game, but it did give some insight into how treacherous the trip into the wild frontier was for those who chose to head out west. So dysentery from unclean drinking water was a huge risk. And while people tend to think that the West was a wild land of fresh, clear streams, rivers, and lakes, finding that water proved to be more difficult than we can imagine today, especially in arid desert regions such as parts of Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, Southern California, and Utah. So if you're wondering, because I hear you asking yourself, Lou, how dysentery can be contracted... The most common ways are through contaminated water, contaminated food, poor hand washing by infected persons, swimming or bathing in contaminated water, and or physical contact with somebody who is infected. Yeah. So if you drank contaminated water or ate contaminated food, you would get very sick. So those might easily be avoided if you know what you're looking for. However, in the Wild West era, hand washing wasn't a common practice. So if you happened to eat food that was prepared by somebody who had dysentery and didn't wash their hands before preparing said food, it would be a sure bet that you were going to get sick, Very sick. So the symptoms Is it fatal. It could be in some cases. Ooh. So the symptoms would include um, severe diarrhea and in very severe cases, bloody diarrhea. Nah. Mucus in the stool, abdominal cramps, nausea, vomiting, fever. And with all of those symptoms, dehydration was very common. Mm-hmm. And I can so, imagine
1: without a source of fresh, clean water, it didn't help the situation whatsoever.
0: No, it wouldn't. And actually, if you didn't have that fresh, clean water, you would just keep making yourself sicker and sicker mm. and sicker. Which... Is usually how it became fatal. Yeah. So it's when you kind consider
1: of their, their version of um, food poisoning, almost without.
0: Pretty much, and actually, it's people can water. still get dysentery today. Mhm. So I think it. I when I looked it up, I was like, "Whoa, that just sounds like an extreme case of food poisoning." Mm. So when you consider all the things people touched back then, all the odd jobs they had, all the interactions they had with animals and people. And the fact that toilet paper was not very popular back then, these things make us feel very thankful for our modern conveniences. (laughs) Toilet roll wasn't popular? What else did they
1: use instead? Or they just didn't? I'm glad you
0: asked. So, (laughs) actually, my mom, she had this obsession with toilet paper, so... I don't know why but she loved toilet paper and every Christmas or birthday I'd get her like one of those huge like mega packs of toilet paper. <laughs> and that was just her thing. But Aww. I knew her bum was always clean so I guess that's, that's okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but these are things that would make my mom cringe. And it wasn't uncommon for people back in the old west to use grass, newspaper, their hands or oh. even Old corn cobs. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the American <laughs> idiom of having a corn cob up your ass came from, is because people would literally use it to wipe their ass. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant <laughs> to me. <laughs> Grass, fine. Leaves, fine. Newspaper, okay. Hands, if I'm desperate, but corn cob, mm, no. Yeah, no. No,
1: no. (laughs) I mean I suppose it's got the friction that factor. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's just But would that then tie into (laughs) the tree because it was food?
0: But I got the plant, you didn't eat it afterwards. (laughs) Well
1: they're not gonna eat it it once you
0: Right. When you wash your hand when you go to the bathroom though, we wash our hands today back then that wasn't a common practice. So you would essentially wipe your butt and then you know, maybe shake it off or wipe it off and go back to doing what you were doing. So if at that point you prepared food, that was a yeah. huge way for people to get dysentery. Get back in time, don't shake anyone's hand. <laughs> Bring lots of hand sanitizer. <laughs> They'll think we're witches. What is that? Yeah. No need to concern yourself <laughs> with that. Just find <laughs> <thank> it <you> later. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we can't discuss the Wild West without visiting at least one outlaw or gung slinger. So the infamous people who made the American West wild. I thought about discussing Jesse and Frank James, but they're so infamous I decided to save them for a later episode. Um, I also thought about the work the ERP brothers doc holiday billy the kid Belle star calamity jane and wild bill hickok again they're all so infamous that they deserve their own episodes so after doing That's a little bit of digging yes i found one outlaw that history seems to have overlooked and Ooh, pop culture that. may not have mentioned her because she was a woman Etta Place was a name I'd never heard of, but those familiar with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid might have. No one knows for sure who Etta Place was. One thing historians seem to agree on is that her real name was not Etta Place. Her place in history comes about when she meets Harry Longabaugh, a.k.a. the Sundance Kid, and it's believed the couple was married in 1901 in New York. Etta was such a mystery that even the famed Pinkerton detective agency couldn't identify her. And they were like the top standards of detectives back then. They could pretty much find anyone, anywhere. They couldn't figure out who this woman was. That's crazy. So she was described by many people as strikingly pretty, with a very nice smile, cordial, articulate, refined in speech and manners, And an excellent shot with a rifle. She was a badass. She was a badass. I'd like somebody to describe me like that. Yeah. (laughs) So while no one can prove that she was a part of the shenanigans of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, she is said to have participated, at least in part, in some of their train, bank, and payroll heists, as well as cattle wrestling.
1: I suppose if she was so unwell known that she just blended in and no one knew who she was and just.
0: Probably. And if nobody knows who you are, there's no real consequences Mm. for you or your family. Mm -hmm. So she had that advantage as well. So these activities were unheard of for women in the Wild West. Although there are more female outlaws than we can ever learn about in school, badass female outlaws. So what makes Eda different from all other outlaws is that no one has ever been able to figure out who she really was, and what happened to her after the death of Harry Longabaugh. Did she just disappear? Yes, yeah, she just disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to her. That's
1: crazy. To think someone was such if they like way they described her being so beautiful and like, you, you would
0: she would stand out you would think so but yeah she just disappeared nobody knows where she went but there are theories so there is some speculation as to who she was and there have been books written about who she might have been these theories range from her being one of many different prostitutes such as Ethel Bishop, Madeline Wilson, or Eunice Gray because why wouldn't history assume that pendant women in the west chose to ride with outlaws would be anything other than a sex worker, right? <laughs> Clearly,
1: obviously. No other obviously, option for that one. Right.
0: No 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 self-respecting woman would nope. do that. Like uh, man? Right? <laughs> <laughs> we like them bad boys we like the bad ones the other identity is one that truly intrigues me so doris jane burton posited in the theory in her book queen anne bassett alias at a place queen queen anne bassett would no one realize there was a queen missing (laughs) well (laughs) she was running around the wild west with that guy (laughs) She wasn't an actual queen. Oh, okay. So Burton and others claim that Etta Place was actually Ann Bassett, who was the daughter of a cattle rancher. And her family owned a rather large ranch that covered territory in Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah. That's huge. Yeah. So it's no surprise that other ranchers wanted a piece of this huge property, and when Ann's father refused to sell, the other ranchers either hired cattle rustlers or took it upon themselves to rustle cattle from the Bassett Ranch. And after suffering great loss and annoyance at the assholes stealing their cattle, Ann's mother Elizabeth Bassett decided to fight back by becoming a cattle rustler herself. Oh. So she would basically go and steal back the cattle that were stolen from them. Nice. So years later, she brought her daughter Anne. Family business, and Anne became a pretty good wrestler herself. Her family even provided room and board for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, so she was familiar with the pair. I know. So it's also said that Anne was well-educated and well-mannered, strikingly beautiful, and the Pinkerton Detective Agency's description of Etta is very, very similar to Anne. So the the agency described Etta as, quote, classic good looks, 27 to 28 years old, 5'4 to 5'5, or 163 to 165 centimeters in height, weighing between 110 and 115 pounds, or 50 to 52 kilograms, with medium build and brown hair. So actually reading that, it sounds pretty much like an average person to me. (laughs) Yeah. But while it's not known the full extent of Etta's crimes, what happened to her As she basically disappeared from anyone's radar in 1909 is still a mystery so Anne however was said to have married Henry Bernard in 1903 then she was arrested for cattle wrestling shortly after but good news for Anne she was acquitted of all the charges and she spent the remainder of her life in Utah
1: good she was only hustling the hustlers
0: I know She was just taking back what was hers. Yeah. What else is a girl supposed to do in the Wild West? Exactly. It's not like you can call the sheriff. No. So were Anne and Etta the same person? Photographs that I looked at from the time of both women look very similar. But just by looking at them and looking at both women's timeline, I don't believe that they were the same person. But that's just my humble opinion. So I'll post a picture on my Instagram and let you guys decide for yourself. Oh, yeah. Do they look similar? Are they the same person? Could they be the same person? I don't know. Could it be twin sisters? Maybe it could. Maybe Anne had a sister that nobody knew about. That's a good theory. Yeah.
1: Dun, it's a perfect dun. alibi, isn't
0: it? It is. It you wasn't me. It was sister. <laughs> I was at the ranch the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it it doesn't make sense to me considering that it said that Eda married the Sundance Kid in 1901, but Eda gets married in 1903. Yeah. When—when when supposedly during that time frame, Eda was down in. Argentina with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid on a ranch down there. So, yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me. But, again, that's just my humble opinion. (laughs) So, the Wild West was founded on prostitution, gambling, mining, known for its outlaws, lawmen, and gunslingers. It was a pretty interesting and dirty place to be. Dirty. Dirty. Very dirty. (laughs) (laughs) In more than one way. <clears throat> yep. But there are so many other interesting facts, stories, and folklore that come from that time period that this definitely won't be the last time we touch West. So us That's all I have for this week. But thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for joining me today. Anytime. And of course. And I will have you back. Of course. yes course. So.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, thank you, and I hope you and your boys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, because I talk to you every day, but, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yep, just in case.
1: Yep. But thank you for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. It's
0: been wonderful. Oh, you're wonderful, too, and together we're unstoppable. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) This has been Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known with Dahlia Rose. If you'd like more Kinky Facts, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at Kinky Facts Podcast, all one word, TikTok at B underscore Dahlia underscore Rose, or to sample my spicy short stories, poems, or to contact me with Kinky Facts suggestions, please visit my website at dahliarose.weebly.com, or you can email me at kinkyfactspodcast at gmail.com. If you like my podcast, please subscribe to be informed of new weekly episodes and reviews are helpful too. Thank you for joining me. I hope you'll come back soon and please have a safe, happy holiday season.